Meat is the yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. The American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley, a half hour with radio's friendliest family and starring William Bendix as Riley. You know, you can't build a brick house without bricks. You can't build or maintain a human body without the right kind of proteins, building blocks of the body. Meat has a rich supply of protein, of highest quality and of the right kind for the body's requirements. Meat is called the yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And now, the life of Riley. We're ready now for another glimpse into the life of Riley. It's late afternoon, and Riley is not yet home from his job at the war plant. But Barbara has just come in and brought the afternoon mail. One of the letters is causing quite a little comment. Mother, it's a V-mail letter from overseas. For me, Barbara? No, Uncle Baxter, it's addressed to Daddy. Oh, it'll be exciting to hear from the front. I wonder who it's from. What's the smudgy mark on it? Don't be so dumb, Junior. That means it was passed by the censor. Oh, boy, a secret message from the front. I wish this had come by carrier pigeon. Hey, Mom, can I take a bus to Hollywood and send this letter back here with one of my pigeons? Don't let him, Mother. It'll get lost. Listen, Babs, my pigeons don't get lost. They're real homers. I'm going out to feed them. I got a new kind of racing food for them. Oh, that lamb stew. My favorite aroma. <laughs> it does smell good, doesn't it? Oh, hello, Riley. Hello, Peg. Hello, Babs. Hello, Daddy. Junior says there's a female letter for me. Oh, uh, got a kiss for the Lord and Master, Peg? Well... You might have asked for the kiss before you asked for your mail. Yes, Riley, you might also have spoken to me. Nothing doing, Uncle Baxter. The last time I spoke to you, you answered me. <laughs> Here's your letter, Daddy. Huh, overseas. I uh, wonder what General Eisenhower wants to ask me now. <laughs> We're dying to know who it's from, Daddy. Hey, it ain't General Eisenhower. It's from my best pal, Herman Dugan. Herman Dugan? Why, he's been in the Navy for over three years. Yeah. The same guy that used to get seasick when we walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Great guy, Herman. We've been pals since we were kids. Daddy, isn't Herman the one who introduced you to Mother? Yeah, but I forgive him for that. <laughs> Very funny, Riley. Uh, Go ahead and read it, Daddy. Uh, dear Riley, I guess you've been wondering how I've been doing since I stopped punching cows in Wyoming and went into the Navy, so we'll tell you all the news. I didn't think they were allowed to tell very much. Well, the censor did mark out some of the words here. Well, I hope it wasn't censored too much. Well, when I come to a word that's missing, I'll just say missing. All right, Riley, go on. We'll tell you all the news. Well, pal, I'm stationed at missing, which is right near missing. <laughs> and the weather here is missing. <laughs> You'll never guess what I'm doing in the Navy now. Well, I'm missing. <laughs> And the girls here. Boy, are they missing. Hey, Pop, who's the female from? Don't interrupt, Junior. It's from Horman Dugan. Oh, what's he say, Pop? Plenty. Let me see what else he wrote here. I can't tell you where I am writing from, but last night some of the guys and me seen a moving picture entitled Mission to Missing. You get it, Pop? 
Well, sure I get it. He must be near Casablanca. No. Moscow. Oh. What else does Herman say? He says, will you do me a favor? Will I do him a favor? After what Herman done for me, pulling me out of the East River when I was going down for the first time... Why, I'd give him the shirt off my back. Anything he wants, I'll do it. What is the favor, Riley? He says here, when I was punching cows in Wyoming, I met a girl named Lily Mae Lightfoot. Her pa owned a big ranch, so we fell in love. <laughs> Lily Mae is a swell kid, and I want to see her happy, and you are my pal, so would you do me a favor and marry her? What? Why, why Herman knows very well that you're married to me. Looks like Herman's brains is missing, too. There's a long P.S. there, Riley. Oh, oh, uh, P.S. I know you've got a wife and kids, Riley, so what I mean is, will you just be my proxy and marry Lily May in a proxy wedding for me until I get back? Oh, a proxy wedding. Well, that's different. He just wants you to marry his girl in his name. Why? Is he afraid to marry her? Let me finish the letter. I have been going with Lily May for five years before entering the Navy, which makes eight, and she's beginning to think I'm stolen. So, Riley, if you don't marry her for me, I'm afraid I'm going to lose her. Oh, Daddy, isn't this the most romantic idea? Oh, it's ridiculous. Who ever heard of getting hitched by a proxy? Why, a girl in Jersey City married a Marine in Australia by proxy. It was in the paper yesterday. Pop, take my tip and don't get involved. With dames, there's grief. Uh, Junior's right. How would it look me getting married to some strange dame? It's tough enough marrying somebody you know personally. <laughs> hey, Pop, you're blushing. I am not blushing. I got a sunburn last Sunday at the ballpark, and you know it. Riley, all it would actually mean would be a five-minute visit to any justice of the peace. Uh, suppose them gorillas I work with at the plant get wind of me tripping across a bridal path. What a ride I'd get. They'd most likely give me a shower. With hot rivets. <laughs> well, you better get another boy for the bridegroom. I ain't playing. Oh, then you better send word to Herman. The poor fella seems to be counting on it. Yes, Riley. Send a cable to this man who is risking his life in the service of his country, telling him that you refuse to do him a little favor. Listen, Uncle Baxter, don't you go around saying I'm an American. Don't I work on bomber planes? Don't I buy war bonds? Don't I allow them to withhold my tax? <laughs> Riley, no one's saying you're unpatriotic. Well, but I don't see why you're so upset about a simple thing like, like acting as Herman's proxy. Suppose something goes wrong and the justice of the peace gets mixed up. Oh. Bingo, I got an extra wife I don't even need. <laughs> Nonsense, Riley, my boy. This happens every day. Not to me. I get married very seldom. <laughs> but I guess Herman will be sore at me if I don't marry his girl. Yes, Daddy. It may be a long while before he can get a furlough. He might lose the one love of his life because you failed him. Well, gee, I don't want to wreck Herman's life. You, you think I should do it, huh, Peg? I don't see what harm there is in it. Oh, five minutes at the Justice of Peace and everybody's happy. Okay, I'll do it. That's the spirit, Riley, my boy. It'll be short and sweet. Now, uh, answer that, Junior. Hello? Yes, this is Mr. Riley. Who's this? Oh, you must want the other Mr. Riley. Hey, Pop, it's for you. Who is it, Junior? It's your bride-to-be. <laughs> you cut that out, Junior. 
Hello? Yeah. Oh, hello, Miss Lightfoot. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I, I got the letter from Herman. Oh, no, Marion, you won't be no trouble at all. I, I'll tell you what. Sunday I don't work, see? So I'm going to the ball game. There's a doubleheader at the stadium. Lefty Belfer is pitching the first game, see? It starts at 1.30. He'll strike out 10 men easy, and the game will be over by 3. So I'll come out the side gate, and you'll be there with the justice of the peace, see? We'll get married in the hot dog stand, one, two, three, and I'll be back in the bleachers for the second game. <laughs> and I hope Herman and you will be very happy. Huh? Well, what other details are there to talk over? You can't tell me over the phone. Well, why don't we get together sometime? Yeah, you could drop over here for dinner some night next week. Riley, be more hospitable. Huh? Oh, okay. You could drop over for a hospitable dinner some night. <laughs> what? Oh, well, now, wait a minute. Hello? Hello? Well, there goes my bowling game tonight. Why, dear? Because my bride-to-be is on her way over. What time is it? Oh, don't be so nervous. A taxi just pulled up in front. There's a little lady now. Oh, I'm glad the kids are in bed. You let her in, Peg. Kind of break the ice first. No, I'll let her in. Oh, good evening. Miss Lily May Lightfoot, I presume. Huh? I reckon it is, sir. Oh, Mr. Riley. Herman never told me you were such a handsome man. <laughs> Thank you, my dear young lady. <laughs> However, I am not Riley. That is Mr. Riley. Oh. Uh, hello, miss. I, I know I ain't handsome, but I'm good-natured. And uh, I'm Mrs. Riley, yes. Lily May. May I have your coat? Oh, thank you, ma'am. Oh, Mr. Riley, I, I hope you don't mind Herman and me imposing on you this way. Oh, no. Nothing's too good for my pal Herman. Only I can't take off much time from work for this wedding. Oh, it won't take much time. The actual ceremony takes exactly three minutes and 50 seconds. Well, even four minutes would be okay. Uh, what were them other details you said you couldn't discuss over the phone? Well, uh, Herman says in all his letters that you're his best friend, and you and Herman like the same thing, so, so I thought you'd help me shop for my trousseau. Uh, no, thanks. I... I don't know nothing about torsos, and I ain't starting now. <laughs> well, don't you worry, Lily May. I'll help you. Yeah, leave me out of this shop, and all I'm going to do is be a pixie. Proxy, dear. Yeah, proxy. Uh, now, Miss Lightfoot, why don't we get this over with right now? You, you and Herman have been engaged for eight years. That's long enough to know each other. Well, I'd be willing to run right down to the preacher this very minute. Well, that's fine. Except for one little thing. One little thing? What's that? Uh, we got to get my father's consent to the wedding. Mr. Riley, you've got to ask Papa for my hand. Now, wait a minute. Why, Lily, doesn't your father know about this? Well, uh, Papa's awful hard to explain things to. He's so absent-minded, he don't listen. So Herman wrote me that Mr. Riley would ask Papa for my hand and then explain about the proxy part. When a guy's a proxy for Herman, it's a career. <laughs> Papa's awful sweet, but he's old-fashioned and kind of set in his ways. He keeps wishing he was back on our ranch in Wyoming. So do 
I? I'd, I'd admit it must be nice there. That, that's why Papa still wears the same clothes he wore back there. Guns and all. Well, old clothes are like old... Guns! <laughs> Real guns? Don't he know it's against the law to carry guns in the city? Don't the police ever question him? Oh, my, no. They think he works in Western pictures. Uh, will, will it be all right if I bring Papa here tomorrow night? Well, I don't know. Oh, I... of course, Lily May. You just bring your father tomorrow night. Oh, thank you. And, Mr. Riley, I do hope you'll make him understand proxy weddings, because I can't. Well, I, I guess I'll be going now. Yes. I'll see you out, dear. Good night, prairie flower. <laughs> Good night, sir. Good night, Mr. Riley. Good night, Miss Lightfoot. Oh, uh, Poor thing, her sweetheart overseas. Well, now, Riley, don't look so worried. I know. My goodness, it's little enough to do for a man who fished you out of the East River. Now, uh, maybe so, but if I'd have known it was going to lead to matrimony with the punchy daughter of a cowpuncher, I'd have made him throw me back in again. <laughs> While Riley is getting ready to pop the question to Lily May's pop, this is Ken Niles asking how many of you remember butcherin' time back on the farm. After the hams and bacon were put down to cure, the tenderloins and spare ribs put down for future use and fats to the lard kettle, the folks got busy on that great American favorite, sausage. They chopped and ground those tasty bits of pork, seasoned and spiced them, and packed them away in links or cakes or in crocks. That good, thrifty farm way with meat, that honest respect for every choice bit of food, still endures in your meat industry, which is, after all, just the pioneer meat producer moved to town and equipped with modern sanitary methods. The delicious sausage meats that you find at your meat market in such variety are the fine, wholesome products of the meat industry's efficiency in getting all the good out of our precious meat supply. The American Meat Institute wants to remind you that it is out of such thrifty use of all good meat that your meat industry is able to bridge the gap between the farm and your dealer's store economically and in a most efficient manner. The meat industry is truly the bridge over which this meat moves to you. And because it was built so soundly on old-fashioned American thrift and efficiency in peacetime, this bridge is strong enough to carry the great added war load of meat. And now back to the life of Riley. It's the next evening, and at the Riley residence, Mom and Riley himself are preparing to make a good impression on Lily May's father. Riley seems a little nervous. It wasn't I promised my pal Herman I'd marry his girl, I'd stay a bachelor all my life. What would you do about me? And me and Junior. I mean I'd stay a married bachelor. <laughs> Riley, I'm surprised at you. Uh, you didn't act this way when you had to meet my father. Your old man was smaller than me. <laughs> Suppose Lily May's pa don't like me. Oh, Dad, once you explain to him that it's only a proxy wedding, it won't matter if he likes you or not. Uh, who's that? Oh. It's only Uncle Baxter. Riley, Lily May and her father are approaching. You can see them through the window. Yes, Dad, there they are. My, 
He's a sturdy old man. Why, he's got a face like granite. Granite looks softer. Look at that handlebar mustache. He could steer himself with that thing. Huh? That Prince Albert coat he's wearing is a vintage number. <laughs> is he uh, uh, wearing his guns? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> if he's absent-minded, he may forget to shoot me. Now, Riley, remember, Herman is depending on you. That Herman is a coward, running away to fight them Nazis and leaving me to handle Lily May's old man. <laughs> All right, Riley, reach for the sky. Don't, don't shoot him. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse you, Junior. Junior, if you ever do a thing like that again, I'll... I'll just for that, you go right to bed. Go on. Well, then go into the dining room. You too, babes. Go All right, on. Daddy. Now, I don't want nobody to even look at them guns he's got. This guy is absent-minded. He might figure we was trying to beat him to the draw. Let everybody take cover. I'll go. Oh, good evening. Uh, howdy, Mrs. Riley. I want you to meet my Paul, Wild Pete Lightfoot. Well, howdy, ma'am. Howdy. Proud to meet up with you. Thank you. So am I. Oh, uh, this is my Uncle Baxter. Oh, so you're the dude that's aiming to marry my daughter, eh? No, 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 certainly not. I... What? You changed your mind? Oh, you can't jump my little May, you flea-bitten old coyote. Oh, hey. oh hey. this is Mr. Turnbull. The man I'm marrying is Mr. Riley. Oh, 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 oh Riley, eh? Is uh, that the maverick yonder hiding behind that little gal? Uh, that's me. Like we say in Brooklyn, howdy. Eh? Well, look now, Riley, I'm a plain-spoken man. You don't look to me like you'd uh, make my little girl happy. Well, I don't have to. Herman will make her happy. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Herman? Yeah. Herman who? Oh, Papa, you remember Herman Dugan? Why, dang right I do. He's a cowpuncher, but he run away to sea. Lily me ain't a man no sea-going cowpuncher. <laughs> yes, I am, Papa. I love Herman. Oh. Well, then who's stopping the wedding? If it's just Turnbull, I'll give him lead poison, and that's what I'll do. No, 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 I assure you, I'm not involved. Look, I... nobody's stopping no wedding. While Herman's away, he wants me to marry Lily May for him by proxy. Proxy? What does that mean? Proxy? Well, it, it's, it's like this. Proxy... Uh... Wait a minute, I'll look it up in my vest pocket dictionary. Let's see now. Uh, proxy. P-R... Oh, here it is. Proxy means deputation. Now we look up deputation. <laughs> Deputy, D-E-P... Uh, oh, here we are. Deputation. That means procuration. Now we'll have to look up procuration. Procuration. P-P-R-O... Oh, here, procuration. Procuration means proxy. <laughs> you see, Mr. Lightfoot, proxy means proxy. Proxy? What does that mean? Look, it's like this. When Lily May gets married by proxy, it'll be me instead of Herman she marries, except it'll be Herman instead of me she's married to, because when it's me, it's Herman if Herman can't be dead. Understand? <laughs> Why, that's as straight a story as I ever heard. You hear that, Peg? He understands, okay? You just got to get at him right. That's all. Well, right. then, come on, Lily May. We'll leave the men to talk things over. I just hope Paul doesn't get absent-minded again. Uh, allow me to escort you, ladies. 
Ah, uh, Miss Lightfoot, ma'am, the man who wins you is indeed to be That feller's a horse thief, sure as you're born. <laughs> Reminds me of an hombre named Tinhorn Jack. They hung him in Buzzard's Gulch. Well, now that we're alone, we can talk about the wedding. Yep, yep, yep. Hold on there, son. Before we get to talking about the wedding, as Lily Mae's Paul, I am aiming to ask you a few questions. Now, tell me, uh, how many head of livestock have you got? Well, Junior's got a rabbit and three pigeons. Uh, uh, no cattle? No, sir. Well, I could buy a couple of hundred head to get started on. Uh, you got enough grazing land? Well, just that lawn outside. But the landlord would get sore if the cows chewed it up. <laughs> anyway, what difference does it make? I'm only a proxy. I... Well, you know, Lily Mae's my only child, and she's going to have a wedding that'll be the talk of the range. We'll barbecue 12 whole sides of beef. Oh, well, beef is easy, but there's a big shortage of barbecues. I mean... You... <laughs> barbecue? What do you want with a barbecue? Why, for the wedding. Oh, a wedding, eh? Oh, is anybody getting married? <laughs> Look, Pa, your daughter's gonna get married. Well, yes, I suppose she will, believe me, one of these days. Gonna marry an hombre named Riley, they say. You ever meet up with him? Yeah, Pa, I'm Riley. Oh, you are, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you won her, son. There was some talk of her wedding a cowhand named Dugan, but I wouldn't stand for it. Well, Pa, now, no, look. I, uh, Junior, you stay out of here. Uh, who's this young fella? I'm Junior Riley. Riley? Well, well. <laughs> Same name as the man my daughter's marrying. <laughs> well, sure. He's my pop. Uh, hold on here, Riley. This long-legged yearling claims you for his paw. Well, I am. What about it? Uh, what about it? Why, drat your hide, Riley. Do you think I'd let my Lily Mae marry a full-grown family? I would... Lily Mae! Lily Mae! Come down! We're lighting out for home. What's the row, Riley? What's wrong, You ain't a marrying this two-time and prairie dog, Lily Mae. Like as not, he's got a wife still living. My goodness, what's happened? Uh, but who's that woman, Lily Mae? Why, it's Mrs. Riley. Well, if she's Mrs. Riley, I wouldn't be one bit surprised if she's Riley's wife. Well, certainly she's my wife. Oh! No! You hear that, Lily Mae? You was aiming to marry a man who knows he's already hitched. And you call me absent-minded. But, Paul, he's just a proxy. Get going, gal. Now, wait a minute. Stand back, Riley. My trigger finger's itching. Well, don't scratch it here. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see here, Mr. Lee. Oh, get out of my way, tin horn jack. Look at me. Start traveling. Oh. I'm taking you home and I'm locking you up in your room. Locking you up till you get some horses into your oh, head. Oh, Well, I'm certainly glad he's gone. And there goes Herman's wedding, too. All because I was married. That old coot will lock Lily Mae up and I'll never hear from her anymore. You'll hear from her, Pop, I'll bet. Why? I put one of my Homer pigeons in her knitting bag and I told her to tie a message onto its leg. Junior, you're a smart boy. Well... There's nothing to do now but go out and wait for that pigeon to get homesick. Oh, my, it's getting late and no pigeon yet. Maybe that Lily Maid don't know what is a carrier pigeon. Whew. It's chilly out here, ain't it? I think I'd 
That's true. Oh, Riley, dear, you better go in. You're catching cold. No, no, Peg, I'll stick it out. I won't sleep good tonight until I know what happened to Herman's girl. My pigeon ought to get here pretty soon. We've been watching two hours. He must be coming by bus. <laughs> to think of so much human happiness depending on the wings of that little bird. Oh, isn't it romantic, Riley? Yeah, Dumplin', it's it. Sure is. I, I think I'll give up my job and just hire out for proxy weddings. Listen, Pop, I hear something flying. Yeah, so do I. You hear that, Pop? The pigeon's back in the coop. Come on, Junior, let's get it. Hold still, Western Union. Okay. I got him, Pop. He's got a note on his leg. Give me the note, Junior, and hold your flashlight. What does she say, Riley? Hey, it must be direction for how we can rescue her, the poor child. Well, what does she say? She says, dear Riley, dear Achoo! Oh, for goodness sake, Riley, every minute counts. <clears throat> she says, dear Riley, I will telephone you. Now, don't go away because the Rileys will be back in just a moment. Do you remember how sparing you had to be with bacon just a year ago when sliced bacon was eight points a pound? Remember how you had to save up points for a bacon breakfast? How you used the smallest possible amount to get bacon's fine flavor into other foods? Well, isn't it a grand and glorious feeling to be able to relax about bacon now that it's one point a pound? just one-eighth of what it used to be. Now you can have a big platter of crisp bacon or bacon and eggs, not just for a special breakfast, but for any breakfast. You can put big husky chunks of bacon into baked beans or add a liberal layer of slices on top of the ready-baked beans when you warm them up in the oven. Make bacon a main dish meat in other ways, too. Serve extra thick slices baked in the oven with lima beans or broiled with green beans so that you taste its smoky, flavorful goodness with every bite. Rediscover the goodness of a bacon sandwich or a bacon and egg sandwich for a hurry-up meal. Remember, the fat of bacon is a high-grade energy food. The lean of bacon, like all meat, contains the complete, high-quality proteins for which meat is called the yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. All statements regarding the nutritional value of meat made on this program are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you all right, Lily May? What? You're locked in your room. Oh, my. But he wasn't rough with you, was he? Oh. Oh, well, that's all right then. Well, when he cools off in a few weeks, let's try and arrange... A, uh, I said... What? Hey, wait a minute, Lily Mae. There's some things you can't ask a guy to do, even if I am Herman's best pal. 
What is it, dear? Yeah, but suppose we get caught. Wait, wait a minute. Hello. Hello, Lily. Hello. Oh. Uh, now I can't go bowling tomorrow night either. Why not? Because I got to elope. <laughs> Me married 17 years, and now I got to elope. <laughs> with us next week at the same time when Riley tries to elope. The Life of Riley is sponsored by the American Meat Institute and William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The program was directed by Don Bernard. Incidentally, in just a few hours over the same network, The Life of Riley will make a special appearance on the Hall of Fame program. This is Ken Niles in Hollywood saying goodbye for now. is the Blue Network. This is WENR at your service, Chicago 54.